In the last 10 years, our field has gone from an unknown specialty to a household name. This brings unprecedented opportunities, but we need to rise up to meet them and give our patients the care that they deserve. In order to help others get better, we need to be better. This podcast will help you to become more confident with your patients, more successful in your practice or business, and a leader in pelvic health. And we're gonna have some fun along the way. Join us as we rise together. We're Jesse and Nicole Cozine, founders of Pelvic Sanity Physical Therapy and the creators of the Pelvic PT Huddle. And this is Pelvic PT Rising. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Pelvic PT Rising Podcast with Jesse and Nicole Cozine. It is just me today. We are doing another business shorty for episode 49 of the Pelvic PT Rising Podcast. So thanks so much for joining in. This has been a crazy couple of weeks. Nicole, if you guys follow her on Instagram, if you don't, you should. But if you have not been seeing, she is leading a fundraiser for the ICA. We're doing a ton of expert interviews getting people together. We're walking and logging our steps. In true Nicole fashion, we were planning on trying to reach a goal of 1 million steps over the course of a week, and we reached that in the first day. So we have been having to bump that number up, and it's been going really, really well, but she's been really putting a lot of time and effort into that. We've also, here in September, speaking of IC, Nicole is wrapping up her IC course for practitioners. So we are going to be launching that before the end of the month. There will be information on that coming out via email and in the huddle. If you want to know more, feel free to shoot us an email as well. And we're going to be also preparing for our business master classes that we are going to be dropping in October. So a lot of stuff going on, especially here in California, where we are all on fire. We are fully safe here, and we're really thinking about the people who aren't or have had to evacuate, but just some tangerine skies and some crazy sunsets here with all the smoke in the air. And then I tried to cut my finger off this week while opening up a bagel, so I banned all knives from the clinic. We are making do with just spoons because nobody cares about my hands, but if one of our PTs has a problem, we all have a problem. So that was maybe a little bit of an overreaction, but I'm sticking with it for the moment. So what I wanted to talk to everybody about today is online courses, and we are hearing so much about these. It's a something that everybody seems to be wanting to jump into, especially with COVID. We're now, as a society, more used to seeing and learning and seeing stuff online. So it is a really interesting opportunity, but I think I'm going to say some things that maybe some of you guys don't want to hear about the hard truths about online courses. And I think there is, obviously, we do online courses for both patients and practitioners. We love them. We think it can be super valuable. There can be so much great content that you can get out there. But there's also, at the same time, a lot of misconceptions around around a lot of the stuff with online courses. And Things like, oh, this is just passive income. It's easy money to be able to put out an online course. You just put it out and people come in, right? There's a misconception that everyone else out there is doing one successfully because you see them on Instagram all the time showing up what they're doing and, and all these different courses, right? There's this misinformation that you just need to put out awesome content and people are going to find it and find you. And there is, I think, a misconception that doing an online course doesn't detract from whatever your primary gig is. So I want to dive into some of those 
And again, we'll, we'll kind of sum up at the end. It's not that we're saying that online courses aren't great. That would be obviously hypocritical of us. We, we really think that they can provide a ton of value and be an awesome adjunct to what you're doing. But we want to have everybody going into, if you're going to make one, go into it with your eyes wide open about the challenges and as well as what can be the possible benefits out of it. So first thing I want to hit, online courses, guys, are not passive income. I'm going to say it again. They are not passive income. You have to do a ton of work to build your audience, to get people listening to you, to be able to actually put out the content itself, to actually record it to be able to put it up on a platform and figure out all the technological side to pay for the hosting and everything else that you need to do there. So there is a ton of work that goes into it. I will tell you on an hourly basis, it is far less efficient financially than just treating patients would be far and away. I mean, we'd say that about writing the book. We say that about online courses, all of that stuff. If you're looking at it from just a financial point of view, you're much better off treating patients. And that's just a fact. And I'll share a little bit of numbers with you guys to illustrate that shortly. But the first time we put out a course, when we really didn't know what we were doing, we put out a brief IC course for patients back in 2016. Absolute crickets, guys. We sold, and this is after Nicole has a best-selling book on the subject, has an audience, is a member of the IC board of directors. We sold 10 of them, 10. And we spent hours putting that together because we had no idea what we were doing, right? But I've heard so many stories of people who are in that similar boat who call in and have put all of this time and effort and have created a lot of times amazing content. And they're selling four, six, nine of these. And it's super frustrating, right? Because you feel like that should be, you just should be able to put out great content and have people enjoy it. And that should work. But there is a lot more to it than that. That's why we have business coaches to help us with that side, because that we realize like we cannot, if we want to be putting out courses, we cannot be putting out ones that just sell 10. We need to figure out what the heck we're doing with this, right? So the other part of this is even when they're successful, they're still not going to be in all likelihood, there are always exceptions to the rule, right? But in all likelihood, they're not going to be a game changer for your business. And let me give you an example. So during coronavirus, when Nicole wasn't able to be in the clinic, we pivoted and started doing like a lot of people have been thinking about online courses for patients. We put out a movement course where Nicole went through eight different movement things and put together a movement flow, how you can see the difference before and after, how all of these different areas affect the pelvis and the pelvic floor and pelvic floor symptoms, right? We put it out in our group, which we had been cultivating now for three and a half years, our Finding Public Sanity online Facebook group for patients. And we were expecting to sell 25. If we had gotten 50, we would have been really excited. And we actually ended up selling 150 in that first launch over seven days, right? And we were jazzed. It was three times more than we thought was our, our top possibility. And I will tell you guys, after doing all of that and all of the effort promoting it, multiple emails each day, building all the hype around it and sending it out. And then obviously Nicole's time and actually putting together the content and recording three hours of stuff and, and putting all that together. We made less money on that course that was super successful than we would have in one day at the clinic. So that's where we start talking about, is this really going to be financially a game changer? Everyone just has this assumption that, oh, everybody's making all this money with these online courses because that's what we see out there, right? Nobody actually puts out on Instagram like, oh, hey, I put out this course and it totally flopped, right? <laughs> When's the last time we saw something like that? Everybody looks successful on Instagram when they're promoting their stuff. Everybody looks successful on Facebook when they're promoting their stuff. And then people turn around 
and fail at building the course and then actually make a course about how to build a course, right? <laughs> it's just like this incestuous loop. But the problem is, is, is we look around and everybody seems like they're being successful with it. And I think you guys would really be surprised if, if people actually published the numbers of things that they were selling. You guys would be really surprised. So it looks great. It looks like this golden shiny apple out there because that's what we see. But I would imagine that the reality is extremely different for most people who are doing courses. And the reason is you can't just put out great content anymore. There are a ton of great courses out there that no one has ever heard of. There's a ton of great books out there that no one has ever read. And we went through this going through the publishing world, right, with the IC solution. When we went to the publisher, they weren't worried about whether or not we were going to put out a great book, right? They didn't, frankly, really care. What they wanted to know about is what is your audience? What's your platform? How are you going to get this out and in the hands of people and sell it? That's the question that they were asking because that's what they do. They know this market. And there are so many amazing books that are out there that have sold 50 copies that are sitting on the dusty shelves of some library somewhere because they didn't have somebody to push them, to sell them, to have an audience, to have a platform, to actually be able to bring your content to people. So this is not the field of dreams. If you build it, people will not come. You need to be able to have that consistent audience who wants what you are going to be putting out. And that takes time, guys, to cultivate. That's the thing is everybody wanted to make this immediate pivot around coronavirus. And it's great that that is helping us reevaluate, helping us diversify. All of that stuff is really good, but that can't be a knee-jerk reaction. We have to be able to put the time and effort in if we want that to be successful. And I think that that's the myth that we're really trying to bust, ultimately, is that it's really easy to put out an online course that just makes you a bunch of money passively. You just put it up online and you just watch the cash register go every day, right? And it just does not work like that. So what I want to you guys think about when you're thinking about courses, and again, we are not saying that online courses aren't great and an awesome adjunct to what you're doing. They can be your primary thing if you're doing it. It's actually kind of cool that you don't even have to own your own business to put out an online course. So if you're a clinical director somewhere or a treating clinician and you want to put out and do something on your own, that's a great way to do it, right? This is a huge opportunity, but we have to do it right and go into it with the right expectations. So First thing I would want you guys to think about is know why you're doing it, right? Is this a passion project for you? This might be. If you're a clinical director someplace and you're feeling a little bit stifled, but you don't want to go start your own thing, that's totally cool. Maybe an online course is great and it's an outlet and you get to put all of your stuff out there and, and let people see it. And if it hits, it hits. That's great. If it doesn't, then it doesn't. And that's totally fine. Or are you actually depending on this or wanting this to be financially lucrative and pay you back for all the time and effort that you're putting in? In that case, you are going to have to have the extra steps to actually make it successful. So why are you doing it? What are you saying no to in order to do this? And this is something we've seen with some of the people who reach out for mentorship calls and like, hey, I've got this practice and I want to do these courses and I want to go teach this and I want to apply to Herman Wallace. And a lot of times the main thing is suffering when your focus is scattered on all these different things. And so that is something to realize. What are you saying no to by the time that you're pumping into this extra course, right? Are you completely full with where you want to be with your business? Do you have a wait list? Are your prices where you want them? Or would you like to have the ability to raise them? If you're doing all of this and taking away from that, then you need to realize what is and is not your highest priority. 
and wait until you're ready to do that until you're so for us it was making sure that the clinic is up and operational and successful now we have the time and energy when things are running smoothly here to be able to go out and work beyond the walls of our own clinic and so that's something that we are always asking what are you saying no to by putting time effort and energy into this other project do you have an audience and is that audience interested in what you're putting out right because all of us have been in the situation you're scrolling through Instagram and you see somebody's ad for their course and their ads are great. They're glittery. They're professionally done, right? How many of us click on an ad that first time we see it and decide that we're going to buy and pay money to some stranger we've never heard of for their course? It just doesn't happen. What happens is we start following somebody and they put out great content. Oh, that's really interesting. They're doing hey, this really cool podcast, they have stuff that they that resonates with me, I get it. And then all of a sudden, yeah, those people have been doing all this really cool stuff and they're putting out a course, absolutely, sign me up. I know what I'm gonna get, I trust them, their content is great, I know what they're saying resonates with me and I know what they put out is gonna be good. And it's the same thing when we're turning around and selling a course to our patients, to other PTs, whatever it is, we have to build that trust, build that community before just throwing an offer in somebody's face. And finally, the, the last thing, so know why you're doing it, know what you're saying no to, make sure you've got an audience that you've built, and be, you're gonna have to be willing to learn, to iterate, to change, because you're not gonna get it right the first time. There's a reason that we put out beta tests of courses. There's a reason that we work with individuals one-on-one -on -one before we actually go and codify that into an actual business masterclass, right? We need to know that what we're saying works, that it actually gets people the results that we want it to, that it is replicable and we can do it again and again before we can actually confidently put that out there to people as a course. So you're gonna have to be willing to re-record your stuff, add different modules, answer questions, all of that stuff. And again, that kind of takes away from that idea of, oh yeah, just do an online course. It's, it's just passive income, right? I think nothing could be further from the truth. So I hope that this gives you guys at least a little bit of an idea behind the scenes of what it actually takes to do online courses. Again, I, this is coming off negative and I, that's only because I think everything else that you see is always so positive. Everybody's success stories, everybody's teaching everybody else how to sell courses or market courses or do all the rest of the stuff. And nobody's actually publishing how hard it is, how many they actually sell at the end of the day whether it really does make financial sense or if you would have been much better off just seeing a few extra patients and marketing your clinic if this is a financial decision. So I really hope this has been helpful. That's kind of our thoughts on online courses. If you guys have questions, feel free to email us. I'll put up a couple of links in the show notes. Really appreciate you guys tuning in and let's keep the conversation going.